to Embassy City Church's audio podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message and his word today. For more information on our church, please visit us at embassycity.com. I want to raise the level of expectation that you have to receive God's word. The way that we do that uh, is by taking our Bibles. If you have your Bible, a physical Bible, uh, I just want you to put it up in the air like this, okay? If you have a physical Bible. If you have a digital Bible, I want you to put it in the air like this, okay? Uh, And if you don't have a Bible at all, I just want you to put your hand in the air like this. No shame, okay? We just gonna wave, okay? I just want you to repeat after me. Real hot. Today, the Holy Spirit is going to speak to me about my faith. About my faith. After, today, After today, I will know, I will know and, fully and fully understand that God, that God has some stuff for me to build. I will not be confused after today. I will not be manipulated after today. I will be free after today, free after today. to build, to build relationships. relationships, to build, to build. my spirit. To build myself emotionally, to build myself financially, after today, I'm going to build some good stuff, because God said so. Okay, let's go. Let's go. See? See? Don't you feel different already? I'm going to keep that up. It'll be good, okay? All right, so Hebrews chapter number 11, I'm going to read the seventh verse. And then we'll pray and just see where the Holy Spirit takes. Is that all right? Here's what it says. Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number seven says this. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. Please underline that in your physical Bible, highlight it in your digital Bible. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. That one verse completely stopped me in my tracks. Before we get into it, let's pray. Bow your heads. Holy Spirit, help us to build. Amen. Amen. Noah is uh, an incredibly pivotal figure to the Old Testament as it relates to covenant. And he is because uh, it is through Noah's faith that the whole world was actually saved. We wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for Noah having the faith that he had. What makes Noah's faith incredible is that he is asked to build something that he's never seen before based on an event that's never happened before. I want you to understand that when when God is calling you to build something for his glory or build something for his kingdom, oftentimes you will not have a point of reference to what he's talking about Before he tells you to build it, he is not going to give you uh, any hints about it. He's just going to talk to you about what he needs. And then you, by faith, have to receive that 
and then obey to take a step in the direction that he's calling you to take. So I have four points to this message so we can understand what Noah was going through. Here's point number one. Please write this down. Faith happens before it happens. We'll say that again. Faith happens before it happens. Would you say that with me? Faith happens before it happens. Now, let me tell you this. What is it? Whatever he said. Whatever he's telling you to do, it's not going to happen until you believe it by faith. So you the faith has to happen before you see it happen, because he is not going to move until you actually apply that faith. Here's what it says in Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number seven. He obeyed God. Noah did. Who warned him about things that had never happened before. This is the part that blows my mind. When you believe God based on something that has never happened before. This is the type of faith that we have to operate in oftentimes in our life because we don't have a point of reference to what he's talking about. If, if the only thing you've known is a generational curse in your family and God is saying you're going to walk in such freedom that it's going to look completely different to your family, that when you show up to the family reunion, they're not going to even believe that you're a descendant. That, that your life is so antithetical to what has been in this family tree that, that, that no one has ever seen it before. There's no point of reference for it. When, when God tells you to start a business based on a business model that no one's ever heard of before in the marketplace. And he's saying, build it like this. He, he's literally operating off something he has never seen before. Based on an event that he's never heard of before. Which brings me to point two. Please write this down. Point number two, obedience built the boat. <laughs> obedience built the boat. Well, 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 hold on. No, no, no. This is a contradiction because in Hebrews 11 and 7, it says, by faith, Noah built a large boat. No, no, no. It's not a contradiction. It's the complementation of what he was told to do. You cannot believe something by faith and then not obey what he tells you to do. You hear it, you believe it, then you have to obey it. And it was faith that got this boat built. Here's what it says in Genesis chapter number six. Chapter number six, verses 14 through 22. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long. 75 feet wide and 45 feet high. Leave an 18 inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle and upper. Now, this does this sound specific to you? Does this sound like something you can alter? God has given some specific directions right here, isn't he? Look, 
I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So into the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives, bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. And be sure to take enough bread Uh, Be sure to take on board enough food for your family and all the animals. Here's the key. Verse number 22. So Noah did exactly. Had to pronounce all the syllables. As God had commanded him. Obedience built a boat. Obedience built a boat for an event that he didn't see before. In his life, he had the faith to obey and build something for an event that has never happened in human history. I just want you to I just want you to think about this. It has never rained on the earth before. The way everything got watered was the dew that rose up from the ground in the morning. But that never rained before. And Noah is supposed to build A boat. (laughs) You want us to introduce a product into the marketplace that has zero empirical data that is actually useful in the marketplace. That's exactly right. And and you're telling me, me and my family is going to be saved. That's right. There's only eight of us. That's right. And you want this boat to be 450 feet long for eight people? Well, there's some animals coming. Why we need them? I thought this was about us. Whatever God tells you to build is never just about you. If God tells you to build something and the only benefit it's going to have is for you, God didn't tell you to build it. You told yourself to build it and tried to get God to co-sign on it. If what God is telling you to build will only benefit you, God is not the one who spoke it. Listen, obedience means that, that I have to do it exactly the way God told me to do it. No matter how I feel about the situation. Now, I can imagine Noah going, wow, that's man, never even, I mean, you don't want to start off with like a small boat? And like work our way up as the marketplace kind of this seems like too big, like for the first one. You kind of want a cruise ship. And it just it just doesn't seem to be something that the market needs. It just seems a little exaggerative. It's, it, it's too big. And, and actually, I don't really like the design of it. You want three levels stocked up with the majority of animals um, and with this little window under the roof. And I'm supposed to be in here for 40 days with these animals, with that little bitty ventilation system. This is going to be an 80-foot boat. I'm taking 42 animals, and we're going to call it a day. Let me tell you what's going to happen to that boat. It's not going to be there. God won't bless it. 
unless it looks exactly like he told you to make it. That's what that's what Noah did. And I want you to imagine Noah. Give me them nails. Thank you, honey. All right. We need some tar down here. I don't know why he wants cypress wood, but go get it. We got oaks right here, but he wants cypress. God is very specific. When he starts getting into the details of your life, he starts saying, hey, I want to do some things in you. I want you to build a prayer life. So I want you up at 5 a.m. And you're like, you know, I'm not an early morning person. I'm late to work every day. I get in every day at 915 and tell everybody the same thing. I tell them every day, traffic. Sir, it seems you're still in your 90 day probation. It seems to be traffic every morning. I got up at seven. I got on the road, but then like a helicopter crashed right on 635. I don't know if you didn't hear about it, but it was there. Traffic. Lord, you know I don't get up early. He says, no, no, I want you to build something new. And if you're going to build something new, you're going to have to do something different than what you've always done. Well, well, I like oak wood. I like the way it shines. Well, no, no, we're going to do this with cypress. This is not about your preference. This is about my plan. And my plan is better than your preference. I know it's too large. I know it looks too big, but I'm telling you, if you build this according to my specs, I'm going to save a lot of people. And I'm going to establish a covenant with you that they'll be talking about 6,000 years from now. Listen, what is God telling you to build? Whatever it is, build it according to his specs. Obedience is what bit that boat. Faith was to believe it was going to rain. Now, this is this is the crazy thing. You have to believe something. You don't even know what it is. What you build in Noah? A boat. Why? It's going to rain. What is that? I don't even know. But it requires this boat. He said something about a flood. I don't know what floods are, but I got this boat I'm building. You want in? No. That's stupid. Faith will always look stupid to the people that didn't hear it. (laughs) Makes no sense for you to be working on that right now. I know it, but it's going to rain. And I just want to make sure I'm prepared. This is the way you build relationships. You want to build a better marriage? Build according to his specs. Do date night when he tells you to do it. Treat your spouse the way he's telling you to treat your spouse, not the way you think you should be treating your spouse. The Lord starts telling you, I want you to get up every morning and I want you to make breakfast for her. See, you automatically assume him. No. I want you to get up every morning, make breakfast for her. Not with the attitude she's been giving me. I will put yogurt in a spoon on the counter and that's what I will give her. He's like, no, 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 no. I want you to make that incredible French toast you make on special occasions every day this week. And you're like, that's a lot of bread. My grocery bill is going to go up. No, no. You, you want the type of marriage that's going to last? Th- then I want you to build it according to my plan. <laughs> Take my time with this. Just building this boat. And let me tell you something about how he's building. God's not going to give him confirmation. There's no rain cloud coming. It doesn't sprinkle. 
No thunderstorms crackle in the sky. He has to do it with a sunny sky on a clear day with no clouds forming, building something for another season right now. Some of us won't move in faith, thank you, Holy Spirit, until we see our fleece. If you're not familiar with that passage in, the, in, in uh, Judges, uh, Gideon was a man who, who, who heard a word from the Lord, but he's decided to put some fleeces out. God, I need a fleece. If you would just prove to me that this is really you, then I'll move. God doesn't do that all the time. You have to be able to build even though you don't see a cloud in the sky. You got to be able to treat your spouse the way he wants you to treat him, even though you don't see a change in them. God is saying, I'm working behind the scenes, but I need you to build this by faith. I want you to build the business, even though the marketplace seems saturated with the same product. I still need you to do what I'm telling you to do the way that I'm telling you to do it. Obedience is what built that boat. Point number three, please write this down. It's one of my favorite points. God will wait for you to finish. (laughs) God will wait for you to finish. I saw this. I I got this message on the plane flying home from England. I almost screamed in that little metal tube so loud. I feel like I had won the lottery when I got this point. Here's what it says in 1 Peter chapter number 3, verse number 20. God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Listen, 88 people need to give Jesus praise right there just for patience. L- listen, hear me. When God tells you to build something, he's not trying to rush you. I got to help some people in here because some of y'all have some words from the Lord and you went to a prophetic conference and you wrote in your journal when you was 15 about some things God wants you to do. And you have been more impatient than he has been. He told you it was going to come to pass. You believed it by faith, but he didn't say it was going to happen tomorrow. Listen, he gave this man this word, and then he said, by, he said that God had patience. He waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. God has patience. Whatever he's called you to do, he will wait till you're finished. Let me tell you something about God. He loves to see something get started. He loves the beginning of a thing. And an American culture has conditioned our mind to only love the end of a thing. If you're not finished yet, we get impatient with you. If it's still developing, you're like, when is it going to be done? Microwaves are just completely taking out all the joy out of pot pies. (laughs) If I ever come to your house and you have a Swanson pot pie, turkey, I'm giving you hints. If I ever come over, I'm a very simple man. Swanson pot pie, turkey. They give you two options, oven or microwave. If you put that thing in the oven, you will literally kill the entire taste, texture, and development of that crust. This pot pie is about that crust. You pull that foil out, you put it around the edges of that crust, you preheat your oven to 450 degrees. You put that pie pie in there and you wait. 
go watch a show. Put in a load of clothes. Fold the clothes you just watched. Do something with your life. Go to the grocery store. Check your social media. I don't care. Wait 55 minutes. The pie you pull out of the oven will completely eclipse the pie you pull out of that microwave. Just because you decided to wait 52 more minutes. Whatever God has called you to do, he don't need you to do tomorrow. I'm trying to free somebody. He just wants you to get started on it today. Listen to me. Listen, let me me try to reenact this. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right, so I want you to build me a boat, okay? Uh, I want you to build me a boat. Okay, you want me to build me a boat? And, and, okay, you want a boat. Yes, I want cypress wood. Okay, cypress wood. Yes, you want to build the boat out of cypress wood. Got it. Okay, so he goes into the forest. The moment he starts doing this, all of heaven is going, ah! It started! It's not even done yet. Scripture says that, that God loves to see a work begin. He's not waiting for the end of it. He's Alpha and Omega, but he's the God of the middle as well. He is the God of your process. He wants to see you work it through. The moment they started working, the moment they started cutting down the wood, God got happy. They doing it? It's only eight of them. It won't be done for decades. So I can wait. And not one raindrop fell. From the time they started cutting wood to the time they were completely finished and that door dropped. Bang. Then he was like, "Okay, I'm ready now. Not a drop fell until all them animals started getting in that boat. Then he was like, this is so good. The the, the same God that was happy about the end was happy about the beginning. He waits patiently for you. You get a prophetic word. God has a great ministry for you, and you're going to speak to thousands. Don't go get on Facebook Live tonight. (laughs) Just don't do it. Because you only have 280 friends. He said thousands. You short even on your social media accounts. It's okay. Let him work on you while you're working on it. God was building faith in Noah with every stroke, with every beam of wood that he laid, with every uh, 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 slather of of tar that he put down, he was working on Noah's faith. And these eight people, if you can imagine, build a boat 450 feet long with three decks and God waits till they're finished and then goes, y'all are saved. I really love the process that you went through and I appreciate the time that you took to get it right down to every detail that I told you to put. God is patient. What is he telling you to work on? Whatever he's telling you to work on, start. Don't be impatient. A lot of us are, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me, let me say this. Let me slow down. So much stuff running through my head. Let me say this. 
if, 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 if you get impatient, you'll miss a detail. And if you miss a detail and the boat sinks, the thing that he told you to build sinks, people do one of two things. They get mad at God or they misrepresent him. Let me tell you what it looks like to get mad at God. He said 450 feet long. You got tired. So you built 405 feet. And what you said to yourself was, there's still a four, a five, and an O in it. (laughs) He better accept this. How many people, let me ask this question by surveys, show of hands. How many people you like to modify stuff? Like you just... Somebody gives you something, but you like to modify. Okay, let me ask this question. How many people, when you go to a restaurant, you get the menu? And you see what, you see what they told you they serve. But you have a remix in your spirit. Anybody? Show of hands. I just want to see who you are. Okay? You go to the, <laughs> oh, oh. You go to the restaurant, and you start looking through the menu like, oh, apple glazed chicken. This looks amazing. Could I have it without the apple glaze? It's called apple glaze chicken. You have just deconstructed the very substratum of the dish. Can, 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 I, can I get it without the apple glaze? And uh, instead, of these, uh, instead of the steamed broccoli, c- could I have carrots? And would you put the apple glaze on the side for me to dip my carrots? And the waitress is just like... <laughs> I'll go see if the chef would do that for you. You just come, you just have to modify and edit everything. It's just in you to do. You can't do that with God. Can't do that with his plans. If he said 450 and you build 405, it's going to sink. And here's what a lot of people do. I tried it, God, and it didn't work. And he's like, you were 45 feet. What does it matter? It matters everything because I said so. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. We wind up misrepresenting him. And here's how very spiritual religious people misrepresent Jesus. You know what? The boat sank. But, you know, he did promise we was going to live. And you know what? I found out it really wasn't about the boat. He was trying to strengthen my legs to swim. Revisionist history is it's something else, especially for believers. God told me to start this ministry. Only three people showed up. You know what? It's not about numbers anyway. You know, whoever was supposed to be there was there. And the Lord still moved mightily. You know, you wanted 100 people. Three is short because you didn't build it according to his specifications or you rushed it. Because you heard it and got so happy you wouldn't wait for it. No, we didn't build the boat like this. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. He built like this. It's going to rain. Let's take a break. Let's come back. It's going to rain. Day two looked like day 22. Look like day 222. Look like day 2022. 
He, 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 he just built. And God was like, I'll wait for you. It's okay. I'll wait for you to get done. Because I'm not in a rush. You're being obedient. I see you working it out. I see you, 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 you you're, you're trying to build a, a, a better relationship with me and you're trying to build a better emotional uh, 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 self. And so I, I'm, I'm building every time you go to counseling, I'm building something. In you. Keep going to counseling. I, I know you still have trauma bane and I, I, I know that stuff is not completely sorted out, but keep going to counseling. I'm working through you. Don't don't get mad at the process. Take your time. You are going to get there. You are going to be free. You are going to be the man that God has called you to be. You will be the woman that God has called you to be. Don't be discouraged because you're not that person right now. As long as you are still building right now, you will be that person one day. Oh, I'm trying to get off of this. But we have so many people in church that have been misrepresented in church because of an altar call. You came down to the altar and got prayed for and you were supposed to magically transform in a three minute prayer from like 40 years of abuse. And then when you showed up next week and you still needed to come back down to the altar, why are you back again? Didn't we pray for you last week? Yes, that was one cedar plank. That service was one beam of cypress wood. This boat ain't done yet. God is still working on me. I am a project. I came this week for a tree beam. I come next week for some tar pitch. I'll be back the other week with a birdie on my shoulder. But I know God is going to transform me into the person that he's called me to be. And he is patient enough for, to wait for me to become everything I'm supposed to be in his presence. Listen, I know this from experience. This is not theory. I was sexually abused when I was eight years old by a neighbor that lives across the street from me. That will mess with your brain. I wish the altar call for lust got rid of the the, the stuff I was dealing with one time. And for some people, it happens. For some people, miraculously, you get you you get hands laid on you. And guess what? The boat is built. But for everybody else. One plank. And I don't have envy for the people that got an instantaneous boat. I celebrate with them, but I take my plank. Come back next week. What you going to say this week, Lord? Thank you. <laughs> Come in here and lift up that Bible. <laughs> Lord, whatever, I'm expecting whatever you got. But thank you. I needed that too. Thank you so much. And I'm going to build this thing. And after a while, I'm going to be free. And after a while, I get to free some other people. And after I finish building my thing, I can go build somebody else's thing. Listen, God, <laughs> God's trying to help somebody. I'm telling you. He wants you free from the pressure of being somebody. This is not the Avengers. You will not have a Thanos snap into glory. I feel very weird, Lord. It's just not how it happens. I feel, I feel the Holy Spirit in this. It's just not going to happen. Okay, your name is not Enoch. You will not get caught up tonight. You will build 
a relationship with God. You will build healthy relationships in marriages and in your friendships. You will build healthy relationships with finances. You will build. God is calling you to build something. Last point, then we're done. Point number four, please write this down. Y'all getting anything out of this? I'm getting something out of this. I needed this today. Tell all your friends this week, you better come next week because God's trying to build something. I need to turn all y'all into some good evangelists. Just go invite somebody. Tell them it's just one and done. You only come one time and you're done. You never have to come back, but I will bug you till you come that one time. You come one time, you never have to come back. But unless you come, I will stalk you. Okay? <laughs> That's called creepy evangelism. Don't do that. Point number four, please write this down. God will only protect houses built with his blueprints. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to leave on this note. I shall. (laughs) God will only protect houses built with his blueprints. Here's what it says, Psalms 127 and 1. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. So so here's what you have to understand about the building. It starts with God and ends with you. It doesn't start with you and end with God. (laughs) Whatever starts with you and tries to end with God is called selfish ambition. God has never given anybody ambition. He gives them a burden. You build according to the burden that he's given to you, not the desire that you have in your heart. I want to do something something for Jesus. Let me give you the definition of godly ambition, okay? It it, it would behoove you to write this down. And the reason why you should write it down, because I said the word behoove. If I use behoove, take this seriously, because I can't even remember the last time I've used that word. Godly ambition is when I... Choose to do something for God that he never said he wanted to do through me. I'm going to let that rest on you for a moment. I'm going to say it again. Godly ambition is when I choose to do something for God that he never said he wanted to do through me. Here's what it looks like. It looks like Noah getting up one day and going, it's wicked here. Oh, y'all heathens can't stand you. None of y'all want to live right. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build a boat. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to build a boat and God's going to make it rain. And we're the only ones that's going to be saved. Our church is the best church. Don't you go across the street. Never want to see you in community with other believers except here. If they ain't here, they ain't right. Let me go ahead and hit a nerve real quick. Okay? Well, 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 well what is that? that? You building something, and you want God to co-sign on it. Godly ambition is when, when you want to do something for God that he never said he wants to do through you. So when he peeks over the balcony of heaven and sees you building a boat that he didn't ask for, he goes, why are you building that? I'm doing it for you, Lord. And here's the thing with godly ambition. It's hard to check somebody who throws out the God card. Because you're building it yourself. Then somebody says, are you sure you're supposed to be? God told me to do it. You're like, oh, well, listen, if you say God said. 
But, but Jesus says something that we all need to benefit from. He said, wisdom is proven to be right by its results. Here's how I know it's God or not. After it rains. You don't have to wait long. God told you to build that boat. We're going to find out as soon as it starts sprinkling. If it goes through this flood, it was the Lord. If it sinks, it was you. <laughs> Selah. <laughs> Luke, chapter number six, verses 47 through 49. I will show you what it's like. This is Jesus talking in red. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the flood waters rise, there go the flood again, and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. What is it well built on? The word of God. Not my word, not the opinions of men, not somebody boosting me, telling me to do something. You have a good voice. You should start a singing ministry. Not if God didn't say so. Because I'm going to be frustrated when I don't get no bookings. You should start a church. You have a preacher's body. <laughs> I don't even know what that looks like. I grew up in church where like, people examined your neck. They're like, you got a preacher's neck. I'm like, what? <laughs> y'all, got, y'all don't have enough to do if you examining necks <laughs> and the girth of necks. This is a, it's a bad day. You, you, you have a very good speaking voice. I just feel like ministry is all over you. That, that, that's cool. But I need to check with God. If I start a ministry based on five people liking my three-minute exhortation on YouTube, I could wind up in trouble. He says, you got to build this on a firm foundation. If it's built on a firm foundation, it will last. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. Here's the thing. To, 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 to hear God and not obey, is, is, that's the person that rushes, right? We don't even want to pour cement for a foundation. I heard him. I'm going to just build it right here. But you don't have a foundation. It doesn't matter. God's behind it. What are we going to see? Listen, he wants you to build something extravagant that will last and it will only last if what you're building started with him and ends with you what do you have faith to build is it a closer relationship with the lord he might be telling you to change the time that you meet with him person that sleeps in got to get up early and the person that gets up early got to stay up late he 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 starts tinkering with stuff I want you to build according to my specs your relationships he's going listen I want you to forgive I want you to build this trust back I want you to build this relationship back you're like I don't want to build it back he's going let me give you a wood beam just start and you're telling me this thing is going to last and we'll be married for 60 years and we'll establish a generational blessing that goes a thousand generations yeah It doesn't look like it. I know. Just start chopping wood. I love to see you start something. Well, how fast? When does this have to be done? I'm really patient. 
Just start building. I'll help you finish. Then he gives us the admonition at, at the end. I will only protect the stuff that I told you to build. So you can do whatever you want. But if I didn't tell you to build it, don't ask me to protect it. The greatest life insurance you can have is eternal life insurance. Built on what he said. The way he said it. When he said it. How he said it. God has given every single one of us faith to build. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you would like to know more about Embassy City Church, please visit us at embassycity.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Embassy Irving.